So we're we're a Christian um, group of guys, and we're all followers of Christ. And I do want to talk a little bit about this. And I look up, and he's trying to put the camera on, and I go, "72." My strategy was totally different. I he scouted these areas, and I knew the terrain features I wanted to hunt. I think that I would rather use a scrape line because I imagine that there's more bucks hitting a scrape line because the line's longer. <laughs> <laughs> and actually lay eyes on the property first and then start you know, doing my e-scouting whenever I actually knew what it was that I was looking at. I think our deer at home have bigger ranges than we want to admit. Just I, because of the more pressure. I 100% agree. Brad it up, Kevy. Send us home, baby. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Boarding and Bowhunting Podcast. Um, this will be episode three of the Kentucky Semi-Live series. It is Labor Day, um, September 4th. And to start off with the day, I decided to um, sleep in a little bit this morning. And by sleep in, I mean get up at uh, 7 so in reality, I didn't sleep in much, but I decided to sleep in. I decided to move some cameras because I anticipated, with it being Labor Day, that there would be a lot of people in the woods and and deer movement wouldn't be wouldn't be there. Now, granted, you know some some may argue that Matt, you should, probably should have went to the woods. Yes, yes, and no. On a trip on a trip like this, where you've got nine days to hunt, and um, I I just don't want to get burnt out too quickly. So I think I think mental checks and like a sleep in day every once in a while is okay because I think that if you go too hard too early, um, I think that you can burn yourself out. And I'm happy that I did sleep in because um, I got a picture of a guy in arguably one of my better spots that I was going to go to. So. Um, you know, not who who knows. Like I could have beat him to the spot. You know how that works. But moral of the story is, there was a guy on camera, and old boy was back there early. It was five fifteen in the morning when I got a picture of him. So he was back there trucking, and it looked like a young kid. He it looked like he had a you know saddle on and some sticks, and you know go go get him, son. He didn't come by back. Excuse me, it's it's late. I might stumble across some words tonight, but um, it's 11.30 as I'm recording this. Uh, he did not come back past the camera, so I'm not sure how he came out of the woods, but it wasn't the same as he is going in. And then, you know what else is funny? I'm going to have to check my app again on my wise eyes, but I'm pretty sure the same kid went by a different spot went by a different camera on, like, we're talking miles away um, this evening. And the only reason why I think it's the same kid is because of, uh, from quick glance, it looked like the same saddle and, and backpack and stick combo. It looked like he was riding, or excuse me, it looked like he was he was using his sticks um, on the side of his pack and not, like, on the back of his pack like most people run them. So, um, I'm not sure what pack he was running, but it looked like they were strapped to the side, and in both pictures it was the same way. So, I'll have to go back and look. I'm not 100% sure, but um, with it being Labor Day, you know, everybody's off. 
people are going to be haunting more power to them um i decided to move some cameras around and i'm and for your funny story of the day i uh, almost got carried away by mosquitoes um i'm not exaggerating when i say that uh the mosquitoes down here in kentucky are just built different they're a different breed and um when i was moving cameras uh it, it was at a place where there's some, let's just call it like wetlands, I guess, just a swampy kind of area. And I didn't bring my thermosel because I'm an idiot. And oh my gosh. I'm not joking. I tried to get video of it off my phone. I'm not sure if it's going to do it justice. But there was probably 30 or 40 mosquitoes like buzzing around my legs, my head, my arms. It looked like a fog. I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. I've never... I've never been in a situation where there was that many of them. I mean, every once in a while you'll have, you you know, you'll have a mosquito buzz by your ear, like, you know, and you shush it away, and, you know, 30 seconds later, here comes another one. No, these boys were dive bombing. They were trying, they were getting me through my shirt. Oh, I, I, I have probably 30 mosquito bites on my back just from, just from, like, trying to hang the camera or move cameras around and, like, oh, uh, and, and not to mention, I hate mosquitoes, and I have a problem. It's probably anxiety and stress related, but I have a problem where, like, I scratch my mosquito bites to the point of bleeding. I'm actually looking at two that I just went to town on that are oozing something. So, uh, yeah, I have a problem. You know, I need a 12-step program to not scratch my mosquito bites, but they just bother me so bad. I'm probably allergic, to be honest, because... Like, most people get, like, a bite, and, it you know, it kind of gets a little bump. I get welts, and I've got, I've they bit my face, on my neck. Like, I've got mosquito bites everywhere. Um, so, ended up putting out three cameras this morning at a spot, kind of that same spot where, actually, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast series yet. I know I have in the YouTube videos, but... I got a video on a non-cellular camera of two bucks that are biggins, um, shooters, and but they're very they're very sporadic. Uh, only two or three videos within like two week time period, but one of them showed up opening day um, at a farm uh, in the morning during daylight. And so I'm moving some cameras around trying to figure out those guys because obviously if he if he was on the camera in daylight, he's close. Like he's bedding close. And uh, I moved some cameras around, but I was really hoping that I'd go to a different farm and, uh, um, you know, leave that spot alone for the evening and kind of just let my cameras do the work. And I put them in spots where you know, edge of fields, like, you know, stuff like that, where inside corners, where you think that you would at least get some pictures of some does, etc. You know, a, a good likely hood of getting deer. And the way this property funnels, like, there's there's some serious pinch points where you can put cameras and get, get majority of the deer. It's not very big. And I didn't get a single picture off of any of the brand new cameras I put out. Um, they're hundred percent working because I always make sure before I leave that I'm getting them, I'm getting pictures and videos sent to the app and I get to look at my ugly mug. And honestly, that's how I adjust the camera. I just walk around for a little bit, let it take a couple pictures, some video of me, and then I kind of adjust it that way. And then 
I'm good to go, but uh, nothing, no pictures. Um, the farm, I'm losing track of what I've what I've said on the podcast and what I've said on the YouTube um, videos, but I stopped at um, a farm that I've always wanted to get permission at, and uh, I've knocked on his door 15 times this year, and, and nobody's been home. Um, it's just north of uh, the property that I went to tonight. And, excuse me as I scratch my mosquito bites. Um, finally, somebody was home. And uh, I got to talk to the old boy for like 45 minutes. And I was 95% sure that I was in. I thought for sure. And if I could get this farm, it's, it's like, it's Mecca. And I talked to this old boy... I'm not exaggerating. 45 minutes. Um, he him hawed around about it and, and gave me a maybe and said, come back next year. So, you know, sometimes those are the things that you have to do to, to get permission. You know, a lot of guys, you know, I'm probably not going to hunt Kentucky early. Um, sounds like we're going to go to North Dakota as a team and uh, kind of go out there and have fun. Um, do something different so I'm probably not going to hunt Kentucky early next year but you know what I may drive down just to talk to him and see if I can get permission because if you could when you build a bond like that with a landowner most people what I was getting at is most people are going to say okay well I'm not you know that's a no I'm never coming back like when somebody tells me maybe come back next year you better believe I'm at their door the following year um, I've gotten a lot of permission by just knocking year after year after year because what it does is it they even though they tell you no, they remember you and they almost they almost build like a trust like you're not a stranger anymore. And then also another thing is he told me no within the first five minutes of the conversation, but I talked to him for forty five minutes just about everything about life, you know. It just ins and outs. I don't want to give away too much detail because um, you probably know what farm I'm talking about, but it's a really nice farm, and you know he's got some specific hobbies that he likes, and we went and talked about we talked about them, and uh, he was working on some machinery, and you know I dove in and kind of gave him a hand for a little bit, and um, yeah, so just do those things because those landowners they they don't know who you are. I mean you're you're asking to to you know have a weapon on their property i mean consider that you know most people like if somebody knocked on your door and wanted to shoot you know target or whatever in your backyard you're probably gonna tell them no well what's the difference between them and you know hunting so you got to kind of um set yourself aside from others um but enough with the getting permission that could be a podcast in its in its own um the evening hunt it got juicy so, uh, came back to camp after I talked to that landowner, um, did some work with my bow and camera gear, um, downloaded some SD cards and, uh, got a GoPro and a phone mount for my bow all rigged up because I was planning on spotting and stalking today or tonight. And I did, I did spot and stalk and we'll get into that. So I get everything set up. I get everything working on the bow. Excuse me. And um, 
Yeah, sorry guys. This podcast it, it's unedited, so you may hear you may hear some, you know, I just burped there and I apologize, but you may hear some uh, noises in the background. It, it's not going to flow perfect, but you know, it's 11:30 at night, 11:40 now, and uh, you know, got to get up at 4:30 in the morning, but you know, we're we're cranking these out for you guys. So I I really hope that you guys are enjoying this series and if you are, please Please, uh, you know, smack that like button, hit subscribe on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on the podcast uh, channels, please, you know, leave the five star review or whatever whatever it takes to get our podcast uh, more more listeners because um, we're we're putting in the effort for you guys, and I hope that you guys are truly enjoying this. Um, kind of forget where I was going. Uh, to be honest, well, so I'll just restart. Um, oh, I remember. I was shooting my bow, getting everything ready. Um, I shot the bow for probably a half hour at camp, um, just kind of crawling around on my knees, like pretending like I was, you know, creeping around a bush kind of stuff. And I, it took me a while to get my GoPro and the phone mount all to kind of, you know, work together. After playing around with that for a while, I got her to work, and I was excited, and I was pumped. Um, oh, did I mention this already? No, I don't think I have. Uh, so before I, before, uh, this will be another funny story. Before I um, shot my bow, etc., I went back to the store and bought some more ground beef. And um, as you guys know, the... And I hope I told this in a podcast and it wasn't on a YouTube video because it's going to be awkward if, if nobody's... It, I can't keep everything straight like I've said for the third time. But moral of the story is I, I made some tacos on day number two or one or something like that. And it was like eating a mineral lick. Um, I added way too much seasoning. And I went back to the same store and uh, I... Bought the same package of ground meat, and I was like, I was determined, like, how much is, you know, how much weight's in this baby? So, my um, dyslexic self saw 440. Well, that's how much it is a pound, people. Not, there ain't four pounds in that package. It's, that's how much it is. There was only two pounds. It was like 2.6 or something like that. It was the family package. So, I mean, we're talking two and a half pounds, if that, not four so I ended up getting two packets of taco seasoning and then that package of meat. So because obviously because I didn't I didn't want everything else to go to waste. I have the tortilla shells, I have I have the cholula, I have the cheese, etc., jalapenos. I didn't want that to go to waste. So cooked up some taco meat today and and it's pretty good. It's what I had for dinner as well. And uh um we're not eating mineral lick anymore. But I am frustrated because I bought some chicken tenders uh, thinking that, you know, that'll be a quick, like, snack when I get home from from a, a hunt. I can just throw them in the microwave and, you know, just eat real quick before I do a podcast. Well, the stupid chicken tenders that I bought, um, that I don't know what they are. They're, like, not ready to eat is what the package says. And I'm like, how are chicken tenders not ready to eat? So, supposedly, as I'm reading the directions, these babies are, like, not even half cooked or something. They're, like, raw. But they're breaded, so it doesn't make any sense to me. And um, I'm reading the package, and it's like big, bold, do not microwave. Must cook and either deep fry or or oven. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? So, moral of the story is, uh, I'll probably have to pan fry them babies tomorrow because my oven's slower than molasses in this camper. It doesn't get very hot very fast. Um, so, uh, just uh, as you can tell, the wife normally does the grocery shopping. You know, I'm I'm lucky to survive half the time. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, shout out to wife uh, who who takes care of me because obviously I can't take care of myself when I'm by myself. I struggle, <laughs> and um, so let's get back into the hunt. Where what you guys actually care about? So, um, shoot my bow, get everything situated, and uh, I'm happy with the cameras, and off we go to the woods. Uh, about four o'clock, I'm hunting a private private bean field the same spot where i saw those five bucks um on day two (sighs) you know if there was a black cloud that followed people around you know i've got i've got like 10 of them babies assigned to me and they all rotate between the seven days and yes i said 10 for the seven days because if if there's bad luck or if there's something that can go wrong, it will happen to me. I promise. I promise. So I get up in the tree. I take my sweet time. I wait. I'm I I sit like a hundred yards from the tree for twenty minutes waiting for the wind to kind of die down. I noticed that before five thirty, um, the day before, there were some swirls. And uh, I kicked that buck up out of that CRP when the wind swirled, and I didn't want that to happen again. So I sat for a long time, and um, I paid attention to the wind, and then I would wait 20 minutes after a swirl, and and I just wanted to make sure that the wind was... It was calling for the wind to basically be calm on the forecast, which you guys know what that means. There's, you know, very still. Uh, No 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 mower... Excuse me. No mile per hour um, forecast after like five is what my phone was saying. So I waited and waited and waited and she got still. I mean, it was just a real light breeze and very steady and uh, coming out of the south. And I said, okay, here we go. Climbed up the tree. Uh, Didn't booger anything. Uh, Really paid attention because I, I wanted to make sure that I wouldn't booger anything. And I wanted to really pay attention to if there was a buck in there. I wanted to see exactly where he was bedding and uh, didn't bump anything. Um, but uh, yesterday or the day before, I saw those five bucks. The first buck was at 7.30. Uh, legal is 8.30. So at 8.30, you got to hang her up, basically, give or take a couple minutes. But roughly 8.30. Um this is where the bad luck comes into play. So Farmer Joe, who is the neighbor, um, decides that he's going to drive some equipment around on his on his property. Now, granted, he is, you know, let's say eight, 900 yards away. So, I mean, it's not end of the world, but we are talking about a giant bottom field. So, I mean, sound travels. I can see him over there driving around. Uh, he was moving around bales and making some noise. Now, deer, they should be used to farm equipment, but you, you would think that. But I've noticed in the past when I've hunted down here, these deer are kind of skittish. And um, I don't know what it is if, if there's road hunters or, you know, maybe maybe people shoot them off of tractors whatnot. But, like, honestly, they're, they're not a big fan of the farm equipment. And um, so 
I noticed that I I saw a couple does stand up in the beans and kind of bed back down, stand up, bed back down. And uh, it was like maybe 7.45, still haven't seen a buck. I'm getting a little nervous. Well, at 7.45, the neighbor to on the other side, to the north, decides that he's going to ride around on his dirt bike. And um, now, granted, he's probably, you know, same distance, eight 900 yards, you know, probably probably wouldn't bother deer back in ohio but um he's he's out there doing laps he's he's you know he's he's going out there trying to win whatever and uh so i'm getting a little frustrated like you know it's prime time we've got 45 minutes before you know it's dark and uh people are out there riding dirt bikes and moving farm equipment around so finally after about 15 minutes of him bahan he stopped, so I don't know if he ran out of fuel or maybe crashed it. You know, who knows? But it's probably just some kid having fun. But as soon as it stopped, um, deer started deer started standing up out of the beans. And coincidentally, when the dirt bike stopped, so did the farmer. He probably got tired and was going inside. Um, so I had about half an hour left of legal when all this happened. And... About, I think it was 8.03, or just after 8 o'clock, um, a really nice buck stood up in the farthest corner of the property that I can hunt on. And I thought, man, I got a half an hour basically to make this work. Can I do it? So I glass him up, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and it's a perfect scenario for a spot and stalk. Like there's, couple, there's a couple tree lines that kind of basically lead right there. Uh, there's a CRP patch that I can kind of sneak through. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. So I basically jump and parachute out of the tree, hit the ground, and I'm running. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this. Somehow I screwed up my knee. And moral of the story is I'm getting old. And I'm not sure what happened, but it feels like I hyperextended my knee. And um, like it's, it's swollen up a little bit. And I mean, it I can walk on it, but it's, it's, it, I notice, I notice it's there, you know, it's one of them things where it's like, it doesn't go away after you walk on it for a while, like it gets worse. So I'm hobbling on one leg, basically trying to, you know, run as fast as I can down to that corner because that deer's 700 yards away. Like you can, you can run the first 500 as long as he can't see you, he ain't going to hear you. And it, it, you know, just get, get down there. So I, I move as fast as I can. Um, and I get within 200 yards and I really start slowing down, get within a hundred yards, really start creeping. And, um, I peek around the corner from where he's going to be, you know, arrow knocked all my cameras running like ready for action. And uh, I peek around the corner and I see him and he's, he's probably at like 120 yards and, um, he's working right towards me on the edge of this bean field, like walking the edge of the field right towards me. So I just, heart's just a thumping. So I get down on my knees, kind of tuck myself in some CRP, and I'm just like, I'm going to kill this thing at five yards. And, excuse me, and I, I see him coming. And by the way, let's describe the deer to, to paint the picture. Full fuzzy, which has been a dream of mine forever. So that makes me, you know, the old heart, the old tickers even pumping harder. And then he's probably not exaggerating a 130-inch eight-point. Beautiful deer. 
tall twos, tall threes, like just outside his ears, like beautiful deer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he'll get it. He's getting it all day. So here he comes. He gets within 80. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm pumping. Like it's, you know, I'm getting nervous. Like buck fever's starting to kick in. Like I'm, you know, I'm just excited. You know, I'm not like uncontrollably shaking, but like, if you don't get excited, why why do it? You know what I mean? Like, I get I get worked up. I don't get. It's not terrible at first. Afterwards, I always get. That's when I fall apart after I make the shot. But like, if you don't get excited, you know everybody says this, but it's true. If you don't get excited, why do it? So I'm I'm excited. I'm like a little kid hiding, you know, in the corner, and uh, eighty yards, he decides to turn and veer straight into the bean field. <sighs> My heart sunk. So I'm ranging him and I'm ranging him and he's kind of working away from from me and I'm ranging him and I'm like, man, I can't do it. I can't do an 80 yard shot on, on day three or whatever this is. Um, last day, if it was super calm, the right conditions, I I don't want to say that I'd think about it, but who knows? Um, I I'd like to tell myself now, no, but you know, I'd like to keep it 60 and under. Because a lot can happen at, at distance. A lot can happen. Especially with my arrow setup and stuff. I'm shooting a slower setup. So I don't really want to push it too hard. But yeah. So old homeboy decided to make a left. When he should have kept coming straight. And uh, worked out into the beans. I, I didn't get I didn't get much footage. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I didn't get much footage of him. Just because I was filming with a phone. And my GoPro. I, I was able to film a little bit of him at 80 yards. But. All you can see is, you know, his rack kind of moving through the beans. Not to mention these beans down here in Kentucky are built different. Um, you can just, like when deer go into them, and I'm not exaggerating, you can just see their heads. These beans are so tall. When 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 I walk through them, I'm always about chest high in the beans. And uh, I'm just, just under six foot. So, I mean, these beans are tall. And, uh, perfect for deer to bed in. I mean, could you imagine being a deer and, you know, that perfect shade and you just munching all day long and, you know, they, beans hold a lot, hold a lot of moisture in their leaves and stuff this time of year. And, and not to mention all the fields are super green. So I don't know if they got planted late or what, but none of them are browning and, uh, <clears throat> they're all super green and deer, deer loving it right now. So but I told myself I'd do a spot and stalk. I probably got a little too aggressive because, you know, I started looking around and another doe two popped up at like 100 yards the other direction. I'm like, man, it's going to be hard for me to get out of here. So I, I kind of sat there. Wind was perfect. Waited until it got dark enough where I thought that I was okay. Well, wrong. I stood up kind of i didn't stand up i kind of hunched over and was like trying to sneak away and i I bumped a, a little fawn luckily it was a fawn and not a big doe or, or a buck another buck because i bumped the fawn and she took off um she never blew or anything and then i seen i seen a couple tails bounce through the beans and i just kind of hunkered down and i pulled up my binos and at this time i could still see barely like i could barely make out figures but like i could I could just see a big old nanny doe and she was searching like what, you know, what bumped my baby kind of thing. And she's searching for whatever it was. So I just stayed still, didn't move, waited for about 10 minutes. The deer kind of calmed down and they kind of worked away and I stood up and got out of there. So I hope, I hope not, I didn't booger anything, but you know how it is. Um, who knows, you know, deer, 
especially down there in that river bottom, they they go wherever they want. And I feel like they move up and down that all the time. So tomorrow he might be bedded in a different spot. But the plan for tomorrow is I'm going to hunt public in the morning. Um, I think everybody's going to be back at work. So I'll be able to get into a spot in the morning without running into anybody. And then uh, in the evening, I'm going to go back to that bean field. Um, just at this point in time, why not? Because, you know, it is, it's working. I mean, I've been, I've seen, I saw two bucks and four or five does out of that field this morning, or excuse me, this evening. So, you know, if you're seeing deer, you're seeing deer, don't, don't mess, you know, don't mess with something that ain't broke. And, uh, that's, that's my philosophy when it comes to hunting. I'm going to keep hunting it hard until, I either a booger it or I kill something. So tomorrow I'm going to get super aggressive and get within. I think I can get within a hundred yards of a bedded buck. Um, there's one tree that I've always wanted to get into, but I'm always like, well, you know, I'll just hang back. I'm screw it. Tomorrow I'm going for it. So that'll be that. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm really enjoying the hunt. Uh, it's different being by yourself. I will say that for those guys that go on those like solo, like, you know, two week elk hunts, you know, backpacking in, you boys are built different because I'm, I'm staying in a camper. I have phone service. I have water, I have electric and like, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little lonely. It's only day three, like definitely missing the wife, definitely missing the, the guys like, you know. I'm I'm a social butterfly and I I enjoy I enjoy company. I truly do and uh I'm not one of those people that can, you know, go on one of those exclusive, you know, solo two-week elk hunts because I would drive myself bonkers in the mountains by myself. I'm almost driving myself bonkers now and I'm not even really remote. I'm just I'm hunting in remote remote locations. I'm just staying in, you know, I'm staying in a campground for crying out loud. So, um, but this is good. It's good to push the mind. It's good to, it's good to build, um, definitely something that I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with. So it's, it's good to push yourself in, in ways that you're uncomfortable and, um, it's only going to make you better in the long run. So, um, like it, like I said, it's, uh, midnight. It's probably by now. Yeah, it's midnight and, uh, we are, you know, podcasting. So, <sighs> And I just got a picture of off of one of those cameras. I just looked at my phone that I hung this morning. So let's see. Let's see what it is. As uh, my phone's loading, bada bada boom. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, we're going to watch the video. Oh, it's deer running. They're running. Something's chasing them. I don't know what it is. Probably a dog. Oh, uh, who knows? Who knows? Oh, that's great. That's great. We're just going to start running. And I got a hard-horned buck on public working a scrape right now. That's nice of you. That's nice of you to go hard-horned, you dirty dog. All right. That'll wrap it up. That's that's a half an hour. It's good enough. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this series. Please, like I said earlier, uh, give that five-star review. Let me know what you think. Uh, message me on Instagram, whatever. If, you, if you're bored and just want to talk, Hit me up on IG with the old Born Again Bow Hunting page, and I'll try to respond when I can. Um, 
given some updates uh, via story on IG and Facebook as well. You guys can follow along that way. And uh, hopefully hopefully in the next couple of days. My goal was Wednesday or Thursday. That was my goal. So today's Monday. Um, so I got, you know, two or three more hunts. Uh, days, I should say. So like six hunts. And uh, if I kill by Wednesday or Thursday, that'll that's my goal. Well, that'll wrap it up for today's episode. Um, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You can always be born again. And born again is out. Peace.